0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month without pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without autopay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com
1: I have to tell you there's so much going on in the news in this particular uh, half hour we're talking about the pandemic and how how it has unfortunately led to more and more drug use, and the recent statistics of 100,000 overdose deaths has many concerned. Now, among them is William Moyers, Jr., the Vice President of Public Affairs and Community Relations for Hazelden. Welcome, sir, so nice to have you join us tonight.
0: Thanks for having me on, Geraldine.
1: You know, here's the thing, sir. We know that, um, we've been seeing a lot, uh, out on the streets in the morning, afternoons, and even in the evening and late night. We have been seeing so many people walking and you can see, uh, here in the Twin Cities, um, right outside in front of you, if you're at a stop sign at nine o'clock at night in St. Paul or Minneapolis, and you can see a drug, uh, deal go down. Yet we are hearing a hundred thousand overdose deaths have a lot of people concerned. Why is the, the how are the drugs so easily put in the hands of the addicts?
0: Well, Jarlin, that's a good question. And we at Hazel and Bay Ford have focused on that for, you know, many, many years. We've been around since 1949. Um, This year is particularly noteworthy in terms of our mission because, as you noted, uh, the CDC uh, uh, says that 100,000 people died of accidental overdose in this country between April of 20 and April of 21. And, you know, Joe, a lot of people have a have a sense that, you know, people die of drug overdoses on the street or in a bad drug deal on the corner. But the reality is this many, many people in this country um, get their drugs legally. They get them from their pharmacy. They get them from their doctor prescribed for a legitimate or or less than legitimate uh, reason pain, um, uh, you know, whether it's an acute uh, pain or, or chronic pain. And too often uh, people begin to use these prescriptions um, responsibly, but very quickly get overtaken by these substances. And so what we at Hazel and Betty Ford have seen is that, you know, addiction doesn't discriminate and it doesn't matter if you're on the street and homeless or whether you're living in a comfortable house in the suburbs. Um, If, uh, If that drug gets into your body and your body processes it differently um, than it does the majority of people in this country who can use uh, substances responsibly, then suddenly you find yourself caught in the grip of addiction. And when it comes time to stop, that becomes difficult for some people. And the next thing you know, they're they're hooked on that substance, opioids, of course, being the, the big driver of that and. Before you know it, you have the tragedy that you talked about 100,000 people dying of, an o- of overdoses in this country in the midst of this pandemic. That's 275 every day. And in Minnesota, Gerilyn, uh, we rank number 36 in overdose deaths during that period. Wisconsin ranks uh, number 27. The fact of the matter is, is addiction is everybody's problem, and that's why it also needs to be everybody's solution.
1: Exactly. You know, we all hear that NIMBY, not in my backyard, and of course we know right. that it's in our backyard whether we know it or not. And so knowing that, Hazelden has done an amazing job um with your statistics of how people are recovering or how people are are getting out into uh having life and their their um They're growing. They're they're getting better and better. At the same time, we also know that the numbers are increasing so much around this country that I'm not sure we even have the partners necessary to address it. It's not just the CDC. We need so many more partners to address this. Do you agree?
0: Absolutely. And In fact, our new president and CEO, Dr. Joseph Lee, has talked precisely about the importance of organizations like Hazel and Betty Ford Partnering in communities uh, across the Twin Cities, whether it's Turning Point, the Twin Cities Recovery Project, Project Turnabout, um, all the other you know good treatment providers in this con- in this county, uh, Hennepin and Ramsey County, and across Minnesota, we at Hazel and Betty Ford, we, as I mentioned, we've been doing this for a long time in Minnesota and elsewhere. But we but we treat only a small fraction of all the people that need help, and so it's important that we lift up other people not just at hazel and betty ford but that we lift up other people through all these other great missions of these organizations and so collaborating on the solution which is to get people into treatment treat them appropriately and then give them the recovery support that is the key absolutely
1: so then where do we go from here we know that it's getting worse it's not getting better um we don't hear much about um the uh, officers the the a coast guard and those that can stop those giant barges from showing up with all of this, this illegal drugs, all of these illegal drugs. And a lot of it is easily made. People know how to create it and get it. We've had pharmacies try to keep stuff behind locked up Mm -hmm. so that people couldn't get it over the counter. And that isn't even enough. Where do we go from here?
0: Well, we, Listen, what we're doing right now, talking about it is critical, partnering Hazel and Betty Ford and WCCO, for example, getting the word out there, emphasizing the fact that, as we know at Hazel and Betty Ford, addiction doesn't discriminate and neither should recovery. And access to care is critical. Expanding access, access to care is making sure that when somebody asks for treatment or when somebody needs treatment, they get that treatment. Um, we, we also need to emphasize the fact that yes, 100,000 people in this country died of accidental overdose this last year. But guess what? A lot of people also recover from addiction. I'm a prime example of it. I came from Minnesota out to uh, from New York out to Minnesota in 1989 to begin my recovery process through treatment at Hazelden. Um, never could I have imagined. <laughs> 30 years later that I would still be in this great recovery state of Minnesota working for the organization that treated me. My recovery journey hasn't been perfect, but the point of it is, is here I am. I'm a taxpayer. I'm a citizen. I'm a listener of CCO. I'm a fan of the Vikings. I'm a parent. I'm, I'm, I'm an employee, employer, employer. And you know, I, I, I show up every day. The fact of the matter is, is that addiction, as I said, is an illness that doesn't discriminate. Recovery should discriminate either. And if we expand access to care, guess what happens? People recover and they recover in mass. And we need to emphasize the fact that while addiction is a chronic disease and, and while it's one that can't be cured yet, it can be treated. Treatment works and recovery is possible. So if one of your listeners This evening, Geraldine is listening and struggling with addiction. We always emphasize it's never too late to ask for help. Don't wait. If you are a loved one or struggling, go ahead. There is access to care out there at Hazel and other places. Just ask for help and you will get that help. So that's the key right there.
1: We've had some challenges even on the streets um, of some of the suburbs, you know, where. There are people who are looking for drugs. They're asking for money so they can buy drugs often. And you know, in, in certain communities, we've always thought the rural areas is where we saw a lot of those that were suffering from um, overdose and uh, drugs, trying different ways to get as high as they can. And uh, they are looking. You know, they want to recover. I've talked to some who had recovered. They fell off for a moment, but they went right back in and said, "Hey, I've got to get better." And so you're right. At a hundred thousand people. It sounds like a shocking number. It's 330 million of us in America. So if we look at it in that sense, we think maybe we're winning. Maybe we're doing better. Is that where we should look and say, let's do better together? Or do we look and say, no, it's just too bad right now. We're not doing enough.
0: It's a great question, Gerald, and I think we can always do more. Of course we can, but listen, if we focus on the problem, guess what? We focus on the problem, but if we talk about the solution, we get people in recovery and their families to stand up and speak out, then we begin to highlight not the problem, but the solution. The fact of the matter is, is that addiction is like any other chronic disease. It can be treated. Not everybody is going to recover, and yes, but if one person dies of an accidental overdose, it's too many, but we do know that you know, for every person that dies or gets caught up in the grip of addiction, there's another person who recovers from it. And so we've got to emphasize the fact that treatment does work and recovery is possible. And it doesn't matter if you're, you know, a farmer in Albert Lee or whether you're living in the inner city of Minneapolis. Um, this is a problem that, that, that doesn't discriminate. And, and, and yet the solution is one that, that is available and, and workable for all people. So we've really got to partner. We at Hazel and Betty Ford know we can't do this by ourselves. It's that simple. We're not the cure-all for everybody, but we're one of many good treatment providers, um, you know, providing access to care, making sure that people can use their insurance to to get treatment and, and get recovery support. We have an organization in Minnesota called Minnesota Recovery Connection. Um, It's a recovery community organization that's offering lots and lots of resources for people who've been through treatment programs, whether they're public programs or private programs. Um, The fact of the matter is, is that once somebody gets treatment, they get on the road of recovery, then they've got to manage their recovery. And, you know, just in the same way that addiction is an illness of isolation, Recovery is a, is a community experience, it's people coming together. And so we've got to encourage people who, who are in recovery to stick together through this pandemic, through this epidemic of, of substance use, and also to, to, to help others at the same time. That's why at Hazel and Betty Ford, part of our advocacy effort is about getting people to stand up and speak out and say, this is what recovery looks like. No matter where you come from, no matter what you look like, recovery is possible
1: yet there are many many people recovering we don't even know that they're recovering is it more important for us to know should a person come forward and say yes i am recovering and i'm doing well you know pray for me should we hear that should we ask those personal questions or are we still many of us want to stand back and go oh i'm not going to ask that question it Uh might embarrass them
0: Well, you know what, it's to to each his own. You know, I'm a public advocate. I've worked for Hazel and Betty Ford for 25 years. My my primary um, responsibility has been to stand up and to speak out on these issues. And I do it from my own experience as a man in long term recovery. And I also do it from my professional uh, expertise as working for an organization like Hazel and Betty Ford, we have been working for years along with other organizations as i said twin cities recovery project uh uh and other programs uh, minnesota recovery can actually to, to, to walk for recovery to stand up at twins games to talk to the media and to put an accurate face not just on the problem but exactly on the solution because when we do stand up and speak out guess what we look like everybody else And I think in the same way that people with HIV AIDS, in the same way that people who struggle with depression, in the same way that women with breast cancer all stood up and spoke out, well, we who are recovering from uh, addiction to alcohol and other drugs, we have that same obligation and that same opportunity.
1: Let's talk about policies. We, you and I both know when it comes to the politics of all of it, um, I don't feel we're getting enough done. Where are, where do you see us standing with our leaders, uh, in this country? Um, their districts, you know, the people that they serve. So many of our states see this. They see the, the abuse. They see the need. Are we passing the bills that are necessary to tackle this?
0: Oh, it's a good question, I could I, I could talk to you for an hour about this. I'm very passionate because I've been around uh, since the days when in, insurance companies did not cover addiction on par with other chronic illnesses. We changed that in 2008, and by the way, it was a bipartisan effort in Congress, and it was a Republican president, George Bush, that signed that legislation into law in 2008, and then two years later under President Obama, we got uh, addiction covered in the Affordable Care Act, At Hazel and Betty Ford, we know that addiction is a bipartisan illness that demands a bipartisan solution. And it doesn't matter if you're from a red state or a blue state or a red county or a blue county. The fact of the matter is, is that addiction is the number one public health crisis in this country. We know it is at Hazel and Betty Ford. And it's a public health crisis that demands a public health response. And it takes Republicans. It takes Democrats. The state takes governors. It takes state legislatures to realize that this is not an issue that uh, is going to su- over, be overcome by dividing and conquering. We've got to stand together and do the things that we know are right, not just in terms of right public policy, but right public health. When we do that, guess what? People, whether they vote for Trump or vote for Biden, whether they you know vote for Walls or vote for whomever he's running against, the fact of the matter is, is that when we – Put aside the politics of this country that oftentimes is way too divisive, as you know, and, and, and embrace the totality of community. When we take a community approach to addiction, then we can solve it, and we can make sure that people behind bars, people on, in rural areas, or people in the inner city or the quiet suburbs, that when they need help, They can get that help for addiction. And by the way, one more thing, this war on drugs that we were fighting in this country for 250 years, it has failed. And I think policymakers from both sides of the aisle, including the Biden administration now, everybody realizes that you can't fight our way out of this problem because, number one, it's a public health issue. And number two, it falls disproportionately on people of color who are locked up behind bars for relatively minor or minor drug and alcohol offenses, if we just try to fight our way out of this problem by locking people up and not treating them, then we're always going to have the problem. And I think we know at Hazel and Betty Ford that policymakers are, they definitely are seeing this as a bipartisan problem that demands a bipartisan solution.
1: Final question. Those that are listening tonight, they may sit up and go, oh, there's there's something I can do. There's got to be something I can do. What would you suggest?
0: Well, number one, thank you for, for that question. Number one, if you're struggling with a substance use issue, ask for help. It is okay to ask for help. The only bottom with this illness is death, and anything short of that is a way out. So if you're struggling with a legal or an illegal drug, ask for help number two if you're a family member who is who's being roiled by addiction in your family there is help available and whether you're a mom or a dad a grandparent a spouse a sibling be that conduit between the person who is struggling and that solution you can call hazel and betty ford you can call minnesota recovery connection you can call the minnesota department of human services and you can get those those resources and number three Embrace the reality that while addiction doesn't discriminate and neither should recovery. the fact of the matter is, is that we all have a responsibility to stand up and speak out and talk about this from our own experience. Because not only do we want to put an accurate face on the problem and the solution, but when somebody like me stands up and speaks out, for example, on your program, guess what? People ask for help. They find that permission, that little nudge they need to ask for help. And so if you're a person in recovery, Share that experience so that you can help somebody else along the way.
1: It has been such a pleasure having you on tonight, William Moyers Jr. I do hope that I can talk with you again, and I hope that you and I both will witness the healing, witness a change, a huge change, um, because if we all participate in the um, solution, maybe we'll actually get there. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.
0: Thanks for having us. Take care.
1: All right, that was William Moyers, Jr. He is the Vice President of Public Affairs and Community Relations for Hazelden.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time?